everyone. Welcome back to my awesome ranting, venting podcast. Um, today I wanted to talk about, sorry if I hear a British accent or a lisp. Um, I'm wearing my retainer right now and it tends to do this. Um, but I felt like talking about society. Pretty much, I feel like everyone's discussed it or thought about it at some length about society and how society has influenced our behavior and our thoughts and our perceptions of certain things. Um, For example, the main topic that I'm going to be talking about is beauty. Now, of course, there's other topics about society like racism and, and it could not just be like society in general, it could be your society, how your culture, your where you come from, your family, your peers, things of that nature is your society is what I'm talking about. Sure, there's also the media and then there's political and there's books and there's newspaper articles and yada, yada, yada. But I mostly want to talk about beauty and rather than sexism or racism or the economy or anything of that nature. I want to talk about beauty. Now, if you don't know, I uh, attempted, I think, when did I attempt this? Like last year sometime, to be a plus-size model. And what I mean by that is I mean I was taking pictures and then blogging about my outfit. You see it all the time. My favorite Madia, my favorite Madia, my favorite model, Nadia Abahosan, um, did this and bam. She's a model now. But, uh, of course, she did that for years. And I'm the type of person who can't afford to get new clothes all the time. And I tried a YouTube channel. Like, my favorite YouTubers. uh, Mostly learning to be fearless. Who's a beauty blogger. And she is also plus size. And she discusses how to put makeup on and her new outfits what she got from this store and the store and I'm just like how does she afford all these clothes but come on she has a bunch of followers on YouTube and that's how you earn money and that to be honest she's the reason I started a podcast to begin with she made one and I thought it was a great idea because YouTube wasn't really my thing um I don't have a good place to set up um Like, they say you should use natural light. And if you don't have access to natural light, like if you're filming at night, then you could, you know, buy some lights to help brighten your face and brighten your workspace. So the only place that has really natural light is in the dining room and in the bedroom. The living room is very dark because the way... The building is positioned that I live in, it faces north, and the back is south, and I have no windows to the east, and no windows to the west. So, of course, that's kind of where the sun comes from, you know? So the best time to film would be like at 12 to 3, when the sun is at the highest and is able to portray much more light compared to any other time of the day. So I tried to be a YouTuber. I got the microphone. I got 
the lights and then I had to figure out where to film so I decided to do it in the bedroom because if I did it in the bedroom perhaps I could try to make it a nice backdrop which is when I say backdrop I mean like the background um, you make it out of focus so that way the, when your viewers are watching your videos they're focused on you and not something in the background and to be honest it's very difficult to do when you're by yourself because if there's someone with you they could focus on you and then have the thing out of focus because sometimes when you move it changes if it's on autofocus but you also want things on autofocus because that way when you're trying to show a product whether it's a hair product or makeup product or moisturizer or whatever you can just show it shove it to the camera lens and it will focus on it which is kind of what you want but that wasn't working I um, did the bedroom and the bedroom is a mess it looks terrible and then it, the way I was positioned would not give me any light natural light and the lights I do have aren't that great. They're little small ones because I don't want to get a big one because I don't want to plug it in and then the whole building gets a blackout because of an electrical shortage because sometimes that can happen with the lights um, depending on the wattage and whether they're compatible. And I didn't know if it was compatible because the building I live in is pretty old so I didn't want to risk it. The other place I could film is the dining room. But if I film in the dining room, I would have to face the window. And if I face the window, that gives you a clear shot of, well, the kitchen and the bathroom. And I don't want to show the kitchen and the bathroom in my videos. That's just ridiculous. Anyway, back to society. Um, so anyway, I tried to be a beauty blogger and it wasn't really working. It's basically this whole story short. Um, so now I just do podcasts, but I still watch a lot of beauty things. And I watch, I used to watch three beauty channels. Lily Lane was one of them. But she started, I just wasn't into her videos anymore. I don't know why. I just couldn't like her as much as I would want her to. Um, and then there is... Jen Amber, who I just started following, um, make mostly because of Back to Learning to Be Fearless, my uh, my favorite YouTube right now, um, in the YouTube videos, uh, Alex, who is the star of Learning to Be Fearless, has really bad acne scars. Um, she had bad acne. She's or she has a sensitive face, and so one way to get rid of it was to do. Uh, derma rolling now if you don't know what derma rolling is it's basically like a little wand thing with a bunch and at the end of the wand is like a bunch of needles and then you just roll it across your face and it punctures your skin and when it punctures it your skin goes into like hyper mode and it's like oh my god we're injured we're injured we have to create new collagen in order to create new skin and so when it does that then your skin comes out like more perfected, if you know what I mean. It's kind of like, um, I'm trying to think of what you can compare it to. Like a snake skin, like, you know, the skin gets damaged or something. Or probably even your own skin. If you fall and you cut yourself, 
it's not going to, the wound isn't going to stay open and continue bleeding. Your skin's going to go into hyper mode and it's going to try to reconstruct the skin. Now, when you're doing the derma rolling, it's not that extreme because you don't cut deep into the surface. You only do a little bit um, with the needles and it doesn't really hurt unless, of course, you use larger needles um, and you do it much more aggressively. But I was using 0.5 millimeters on my face when I got the derma roller because I wanted it mostly because I have these scars on my legs, on my thighs, and I really hate them. I really hate these scars. I mostly get them because I think my assumption is because I'm overweight and because I'm overweight, I get really hot. I'm like a really, I'm a sweater. I get it from my dad. My dad sweats. Like even if I was super thin, I've always like whenever I start working out in like five minutes, I get really hot. Not sure why, but yeah, start working out. Two minutes, I get hot, I start sweating, like it never fails. Like I have this, for example, I have this app called Job Spotter where you go around and you take pictures of help wanted signs. So I tend to go to the mall and I take pictures of help wanted signs in the store names and then they give you points which you can exchange in for money. And the money is a, typically an Amazon gift card. So so far I've earned like $40 on this app. Um, but when I walk around the mall, I tend to want to do it quickly because I don't want to buy anything because it kind of defeats the purpose, if you know what I mean. So I'm walking really quickly and I'm scanning the stores and I end up sweating and I'm like, damn it, I hate sweating. So I always have to try to wear something that's not really cottony so you can't really see the sweat. Or if I am wearing something like that, I have to wear like a jacket or a sweater or something like that. Um, so anyway, that's kind of how these scarves came about. So they ended up being like pimples or boils or I don't know what the hell they are. I haven't gone to the doctor to ask. And then I pop them and then they leave a scar. So, I don't know, kind of like acne. Um, and they just drive me crazy. They're really unattractive in my point of view and I don't like them at all. Uh, when it's cold though, I don't really get them. It's only when it's really hot that I get them. So it has something to do with temperature. And so I wanted to use the derma roller in order to get rid of these scars. So I've done one leg. I wanted to compare them. And apparently it takes for, it can take anywhere from three to eight sessions to see results. And you're only supposed to do it once a month. So I got the derma roller and I did it on my thigh. And I don't even know if I was doing it right. It didn't really hurt. Some people bleed. It wasn't bleeding. And I was, didn't even know if, <laughs> if it was even working. Um, but I did it anyway. And I was like, okay, I'll just I'll do it in another two weeks. Because I feel like I didn't do it right. But when I did it on my face, I know I did it right. Because my face was very sensitive. It was red. And... Um, it wasn't bleeding or anything, but I put uh, some serum. The serum is called, it's by Derma E, and it's called uh, Hydrating Serum, serum with Hyaluronic Acid. And apparently it's supposed to be really good for your skin, and it's one of the... Um, one of the serums or whatever that the instructions said you can put on your face. So I put it on my face and it stung because apparently when you don't do the derma roller, like your face is just regular, 
your face can absorb up to 5% of the moisturizer, the serum, or whatever you're putting on your face. But when you do the derma roller, it can absorb 80 to 95% of the moisturizer, the serum. So I was putting it on and it was burning my skin. And it wasn't like a bad burning where I'm like, ah, I need water, I need water. No, it was more of a like a like a tingly sensation, like you know it's working. Like this typically happens when I wear a specific mask on my face. Um where it starts like tingling and so you know it's working. So when I put the serum on, I was like, oh my god, it's working. But the next day, when I put it on, I looked really red. And the main reason I did it on my face was because, one, I don't want wrinkles when I'm older. And I know it's inevitable, but I would like to get barely any wrinkles if possible. Like, really small, fine lines, things like that. And um, apparently it's supposed to help with, help with hyperpigmentation. And I don't really have a lot of hyperpigmentation. Basically, what that is, if you don't know, is um, it's where your face is blotchy. So, like, some of it may be red. Others, parts of it may be, like, pale. You're, like, your skin's is different colors. Um, and it doesn't look bad. It just looks like you're flushed, you know. It's not, like, a bad thing. Some people have it really bad, but I don't have it that bad. Um, so... <sighs> kind of out of breath, to be honest. I never talked this much but for that long. As you noticed, probably from my previous podcast. Um, but, yeah, so I used it. Woke up the next morning, was hoping, because you're not supposed to use it when you have acne. And I have, I couldn't tell if I had acne, because sometimes I just have, like, little bumps on my face, but it's not really acne. And sometimes my skin's red, where you can't even tell. I'm like, is it acne? Is it not? You know, I can't tell. So you're not supposed to use it with acne because if you do it with acne, the needles penetrate the acne. And then they spread all over your face. And then you can break out everywhere. So I was like, oh, touching my face in the morning. And when I went to go check, I was lucky. I didn't have no acne, but my face did look less red than usual. Um... So I washed my face, I didn't put anything on, because you're not supposed to put anything on for 24 hours. And it looked good, I mean, I am pleased, it, so far anyway, um, I can't do it again until another month from now, but it seemed to look good. <laughs> um, but I guess, basically, this is supposed to be refer to something, eventually, um, and how obsessed I have become with beauty, I guess, is that my vanity? I mean, I've joined Weight Watchers. I've been watching these YouTube videos on how to do makeup and how to take a better care of your skin. I've been going crazy trying to figure out how, what to do with my teeth, which is a whole different story because my teeth are just, my teeth are just fucked up pretty much. Um, and it's my fault because I didn't know how to take care of them. And apparently I've been doing it wrong for <laughs> like a long time. Um, but I'll leave that for a different podcast because this one looks like it's going to be long. Um, if anyone's even still listening. So, but I, yeah, recently I've become so en entranced with beauty and hair product and just pretty much everything that's associated with it. And I'm wondering if that's because I'm going to be 25 
And when 25, I didn't really imagine anything for when I was 25. I always imagined it for when I was 30, but at least by this time, I thought it would be done with school and I would have a steady job and at least living in a different place. Um, but I still feel 21. I feel like I'm in the same spot as I was when I was 21. And I'm not. I've grown a lot more since then. I've lived on my own and I've had to go through some um, family medical problems and things like that. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Um, but it just feels like how did I become so much like this? I remember in high school, I didn't care at all about my face. Um, makeup, lotions, my hair. I hated taking showers. I just, I didn't know how to pay, put makeup on and I always thought it was a waste because you're going to take it off at the end of the day and it was a waste of money. And I didn't really brush my teeth all the time because I didn't really think it made a difference. I was so naive about health and beauty. And then I went to college and I tried putting on some makeup here and there because, you know, guys, um... But I still sucked at it. And then I went, when I got into graduate school and I went to D.C. to live there is when I became more health conscious, beauty conscious. Um, I started wearing a lot more makeup and that's when I got my first wrinkle. Oh my God, when I got my first wrinkle. I was like, what is that on my face? <laughs> I like literally was freaking out and I was trying to Google ways to get rid of it, but it's not happening. And then I got like these little bumps on my, under my eyes, and I tried to Google how to get rid of that, and it was just a thing, it's natural, um, and since then, I've been, like, buying hair care products, moisturizers, and all that stuff, and I'm just surprised, I mean, I look at my friends, and they're not like this, at least I don't think they are, I mean, I have friends who, um, they do use moisturizers and things, but they don't go all out buying masks and derma rollers and watching these YouTube videos like I am. And I don't know who maybe who knows maybe in like twenty years I'll look way better than they do. But um, I'm wondering also: is this all due to society? Is it due to my own mental state? Like, why am I trying to make myself beautiful? Like, what is the purpose? Everyone says that you want to look beautiful to feel confident and probably to snag a spouse somewhere. But, like, why do we even care about being beautiful? Because society puts the pressure on us that beauty is important with models and their clothing and their fashion. And I'm sure if it was the opposite. If ugly was important, they would do the same thing and then you would try to be as ugly as possible with not getting your hair done and not getting your nails done and just disregard, disregarding your skincare, things of that nature. So we're pretty much always influenced by society, which kind of sucks. But at the same time, as if we weren't influenced by society, what would be what would be what would we be influenced by at all? I mean, we get our influence from our friends and from our family members, 
and from now from mostly social media and the internet and is it a bad thing for example the other day i saw a tweet saying something like fat is not ugly fat is not oh hold on i can't remember what the heck it is um hold on one second i'm going to just google it Um, oops, sorry. <sighs> Shoot, I don't know. If something like fat was not ugly, fat was not terrible, fat is not an insult, something like that. It's just an adjective or something. But it's like, when did fat even become a bad word? You know, it's not society that made it this way because all these people that are alive today weren't alive way back then when when the, i guess it was considered bad i think it i think it began in the early early 20th century in the 1900s because that's when women began to get skinny and they started taping their boobs down and they started trying to get that boyish frame because looking like a boy was in and then as times changed we began to like more voluptuous body types and big thick eyeliner and big hair and then we got back to kind of skinny wispy type bodies and models and whatnot it's like but who discovered models in the first place like what, whose idea was like, oh, we're going to put this item on clothing so that way we can show people what it looks like on people. But when did it come become like, oh, that doesn't look good on her? Like, what pretty much defines that? Like, when I try on a shirt, I typically go with, oh, you can see my stomach. So it doesn't look good on me. Let me take it off. Or, oh, it doesn't match my skin tone. So... It's ugly, so I'm going to take it off. But if you put it on another person, it's beautiful. So why did I decide that matching my skin tone and not being able to see my stomach was a good thing? You know what I mean? And I know where I got it from. I got it from my mother. I remember when uh, I was younger, I had like a cousin or something where, or you see people on the street too, wearing a really skin tight shirt or skin tight jeans where your fat is hanging out and your fat hanging out is a bad thing according to my mom and so that's why I got this notion where like you don't want to wear anything too tight and then even with my dad my dad had said something about like um wearing something too tight like ruins the imagination so it comes back to the patriarchy is what he's saying right is that that's what I'm getting at. Like you, if you're wearing something too tight, it doesn't leave anything for the imagination for the man, right? Is that what, I mean, I guess technically it can be associated for the woman too, but women typically like tight things on men, right? Speedos, unless of course they're fat, because then if they're fat, it's not as attractive, but I think probably in other cultures, 
of the time's alternate universes, it could be seen as attractive. So basically, I'm trying to get at this podcast. How did beauty come to implement itself into society? Where did it start? Where did it come from? Why does it keep continuing into a cycle that that is bad, beauty is good, you don't want to look ugly, you want to look as perfect as possible, and to look as perfect as possible, you have to go with, I don't know, what you're born with, because that's natural, that's perfect, but everyone's born differently. So who are we modeling after? Like, I believe people want to be thin. Not because, oh, my, I'm healthy. That's a lie. Okay, no one wants to be thin because they're healthy. Like, okay, sure, yes, great. That's a great benefit. But usually it's because you look good or you feel good when you're thin and you're healthy. Now, is that what happened? Perhaps that's what happened. Maybe... They compared a thin person with a fat person, and they compared how they feel on the inside. One felt bad, so fat was associated with bad, and one felt good. And that's why thin is associated with the word good. Perhaps that's, that actually would make a lot more sense, to be honest. Um, perhaps it goes down to how you're feeling. For example, today, oh my god, I overate so much this weekend. On Friday, I went with my friends, and it was her birthday, and they gave me cake. Oh, I couldn't resist this cake. It was chocolate. It was not chocolate. It was velvet with strawberry ice cream, and it was delicious. And then I had two slices. Oh. And then went bowling that day, and I wanted something to snack on. But I felt if I got something by myself, then I would look terrible and I kind of wanted to give them some food to pay them back for being so nice to me and stuff like that so I bought a basket of fries it was three pounds of fries and they were barely eating it so I was like trying to stuff it because I was like hey I bought these fries I'm going to eat them so stuffed my face there on Saturday I had my mom had these coupons because it was recently her birthday and you know when it's your birthday they you get restaurant coupons and uh store coupons like it's your birthday here's a gift of 50 percent off or whatever you know so she wanted to go to black angus went to black angus and i ate whatever and i went to wiener schnitzel and i ate whatever and then i totaled it and i my points was way over it was just Terrible. Weight Watchers was probably very disappointed in me. <laughs> I overate my fit points, overate my weekly points, my daily points. I was like, ugh. And then today, my cousin was having a barbecue, like a little family gathering. And hell, I don't know what to count these points as. It was chicken fettuccine or was it Parmesan? I don't know the difference. I can't remember. And they had garlic bread. I'm like, I can't resist the garlic bread. It's just so good, you know. And the food was really good. And then oh, freaking brings out dessert and it's carrot cake. I can't resist carrot cake. 
<sighs> so I just overate today. And then my mom was hungry later, and I she was like, I want McDonald's. And I'm like, oh, I can't resist McDonald's on my day that I'm cheating. Give it to me, too. Then I had Pop-Tarts, and I'm just so stuffed. My stomach even hurts. I look very much chubbier than I did on Thursday morning. So tomorrow I don't plan on eating. <laughs> plan on just, if anything, fruit most of the day. Water. Because um, I don't feel good. And I think I'm going to go with that solution. The reason that fat is bad is because you don't feel good when you're fat. You feel good when you're thin. And therefore thin is associated with good and fat is associated with bad. Of course that's not the case for everybody. But for most people it is. If you ask a fat person to go up a flight of stairs... They're going to be winded. They're going to feel tired. They're going to feel terrible about themselves. If you ask a thin person, a skinny person, to go up a flight of stairs and they feel fine, then that's good. I think that's, personally, that's, I think that's where it came from. It had to be. But I also know, historically, that way back when, um, uh, what was it, that when you're heavy... It was a good thing because that meant you had money and you could afford food compared to other, like, compared to if you were skinny, that means you were poor. But that's an economic standpoint. You know, like, and back then you wore these big flowy dresses and you had everything fitted to you, so it didn't even matter if you were fat or thin because you couldn't really tell because the clothes were so interesting. I don't know. If you're wondering, like, oh my god, this person totally being rude to fat people, like, like, fuck off. Okay, look, I'm pretty, I'm plus size, I'm chubby, and when I go to Forever 21, they have to have a plus size section or else I feel bad. I feel, I fit into 2X, 3X, those are the sizes I go to. Old Navy, I fit into extra large, to extra, extra large. Those are my sizes. When I go to Walmart, go extra large. My teacher friend gave me a shirt. It was a medium. Little girl said, oh, it might not fit. And I was like, shoot, she's probably right. Tried it on. It fits. But you see my stomach. So I always associate with, mm, it doesn't fit that good. You know, probably won't really wear it. Um, but I'm overweight. Have a high BMI. That's considered obesity or whatever. My doctor keeps telling me to lose weight. And I keep telling myself I need to lose weight, and then I crave wiener schnitzel and give in. Or I'm PMSing and crying my eyes out because I can't have food. Oh, so many things, so many things. So I'm part of this group, and I can criticize it if I want. But I truly believe now that that's where it comes from. What do you guys think? Do you think it comes from your feeling on the inside? Or do you think it's something completely different I don't know oh, I'm getting tired I need to go to sleep I have school tomorrow yay me anyway thank you for listening I hope this was enlightening if not wow well, you can tell me in the comments all right goodbye <laughs>